Welcome to season two of Through the Marketing Lens podcast, your go-to weekly business podcast that's fluff-free, to the point, and filled to the brim with real strategies and honest experiences that will help you in your business. We keep most episodes bite-sized because I know you're busy. I'm Katrina Aronson, your host and a marketing and business strategy coach for small business entrepreneurs. I've started and scaled my own multi-six-figure businesses before even becoming a coach. And my deepest desire is to help women to have the tools and the confidence to do whatever is on their heart and make money doing it. Let's jump into today's episode. Oh, hello there and welcome to today's episode of Through the Marketing Lens. I'm super excited for today's episode because we are talking about Instagram, which is always a topic of major conversation and questions. So being that it's the last Tuesday of the month, it's an interview episode and I am bringing on someone who is an expert in Instagram and specifically Instagram stories. So this is really different and interesting. Um, Jenny Melrose is joining us today and she is she comes from the blogging world and really has transitioned into social media. She works a lot with um, influencers and bloggers to help them to up their game and really be able to sell in stories. So this is a great place if you are an entrepreneur to be able to learn how someone else sees it and how you can really help your own Instagram stories and really grow your community through your stories and of course sell through your stories. So we're going to be talking all about that. Um, Quickly, if you like what you are hearing, make sure that you take the time to rate this podcast. And you can just do that by going um, to the bottom, wherever you're listening to this, if you're listening on Apple, you just go down to the bottom, you hit the five stars, you you um, write a couple words in their review, and it helps people to find this podcast. That's pretty much the only way other than Instagram that people find this podcast. So thank you so much in advance. And I am going to let the interview roll. Hello, Jenny. Thank you so much for coming on here. Um, we know the backstory here. We had like a whole mess up where I didn't show up and all that. So thank you for taking the time to do this again with me. Yes. No, of course, Katrina. I'm so excited for the conversation. Yeah. So um, as everybody knows, you are really focused on Instagram. So before we get into a bunch of questions there, I want you to give us your story. Why are you here? Tell us a little bit about you. Yes. So back in 2009, I started a lifestyle blog where I created quick and easy recipes and projects for busy parents. So that was pre-Instagram, pre-Pinterest. The only thing that really existed social media wise was Facebook. And because of that, I've since grown up with all social media pretty much. Um, I, back in 2019, sold that lifestyle blog for six figures and then started getting asked how I had left my teaching position and was able to replace my salary uh, with my blogging income. And then of course, turn around and sell it as well. So I started doing the side of things, just kind of sharing as much as I possibly could kind of turned into my teaching background and started a podcast and started creating courses and content so that others could learn how to be able able to kind of monetize their passion and bring it online and use social media in order to do that. 
That is so cool. I love how you said you grew up with all the social media too, because you really did this from the beginning. Yes. Yes. So, I've seen all the craziness. Yeah, you really have. And I want to understand um, why Instagram became the place where you really spent your time and your focus. Yes. So I actually was a late adapter to Instagram because at the time when it came out, I didn't understand as a blogger with the purpose of trying to drive traffic to my site, the purpose that Instagram served. I didn't understand how it came into play. And as time went on and Instagram developed more, and of course, since probably 2019, primarily when they then created Instagram stories and Instagram reels and pretty much took everyone else's, not content, but their platform and turned it into Instagram. They took uh, TikTok and turned it into reels. They took Snapchat and turned it into Instagram stories. And I saw the way that I was able to once again engage with my audience and have conversations with them, which I really had missed because back in the dark ages of blogging in 2009, people actually used to leave comments and have conversations with people on their blogs. And that went away as social media developed. But I saw Instagram really starting to provide that opportunity for community, which in turn provides a huge opportunity for sales, being able to sell your products and services without needing to do the Hey Girl DMs and the spammy stuff that we sometimes see. Oh, the spammy stuff. So let's jump into the spammy stuff. Um, So I get these DMs still, which I'm so surprised. I don't understand how people still think that that works. So talk to us about, okay, if we're not doing the spammy stuff, how do we actually have these conversations authentically And what is working right now? Yes. So I think the first and most important part, especially as we look towards 2022, is that you have to understand your brand, which in turn means you need to know your audience. You need to know who it is you're trying to attract and what problem you solve for them so that you can set yourself up as the expert and they will then see you that way and want to get as much information as possible from you, not only free content, but also paid services and products and whatever else you're going to be offering. So starting with setting yourself up as that expert and then using the features in order to attract and then also continue to develop a relationship with the people that are already following you. Instagram has so many features within it. And it's like we kind of said already, it's a couple different platforms all in one. Mm -hmm. So Instagram reels, we're seeing a course in 2020 and 2021, we saw reels really start to push forward. Instagram has said that we're trying to become more of a video platform as compared to the photography that we were so used to. And reels provides you that opportunity to get in front of the new people. You just need to make sure that you stay on brand. Don't do trends that don't make any sense for the content for the problems that you're trying to solve. I think that's the biggest mistake I see people making is they'll jump on a trend that they're seeing with reels and they'll do like a, let's say a mom video where they're complaining about their husband not doing their laundry, yet they're a nutritionist. That has nothing to do with your brand and your content. Sure, it's good you're going to attract a bunch of moms that could use nutritionists, but they're not coming to you for that content. 
So now when you continue to create content about nutrition and want to sell your services, they're not going to engage and it's only going to hurt you in the end. So really staying on brand is important for sure. Yeah. And I love what you just said, because um, obviously in a lot of what I do in marketing and what you do, which is very aligned with what I do, it is this constant conversation about getting over the ego, right? And when we get a bunch of followers, we are super excited, right? And so we keep doing this and then somehow we've, we've lost ourselves in just trying to get followers. And it's very hard to beat that. So do you have any like thoughts around that? Do you do anything in particular? Or do you do content pillars or what do you do to stay within your realm? Yes. So I think when it comes to content pillars, you're really starting to start to look at what content specifically you're going to create. And I always try to tell my people, you're looking to educate. You are looking to entertain within brand. And you're also looking to advocate advocate for the things that you believe in and the things that are go- your people are going to believe in that again are within brand. I've just watched so many people that you exactly did exactly what you're talking about, grew this huge following. And now they're frustrated because they're not making any money off of it, which it makes it not a business. Mm-hmm. And ultimately that is what you're trying to do with social media. If you're not, and you're just doing it for fun. Great. Um, we're probably not talking to you then about the business aspects of it, but I think that when it comes to the content that you're creating in order to set yourself up as that expert, stay in line with the brand, the problem that you're solving. And what you're going to find is that those followers that you do have are your diehard fans. You need to put aside the whole number. Numbers in the beginning were very important to people because they wanted to swipe up. Mm-hmm. They wanted the ability to be able to link to something in a story and be able to have them click through to their website and go through to the traffic and make it simple and easy. Well, Instagram just changed that. They turned around and gave everyone, regardless of your following, the ability to have a link to be able to click right through and be able to go to your site. Now, Even when I had clients that had 200,000 followers, I wasn't telling them to use swipe up. I'm still going to tell people, yeah, sure, you can use that link, but you need to do other things. You need to engage your people and get them into the DMs, again, not being spammy. So the best trick that I have is using Instagram stories, Mm -hmm. creating a poll where you can ask them this or that. Um, Have you heard my latest podcast? Heck yes. Not yet. Um, whatever it might be, and then giving them the opportunity to answer that poll so that you can then look at your insights, see who swiped, who actually touched what for heck yes or not yet, and then have a conversation with them in the DMs about here. Thanks so much for being a listener. What's your favorite podcast episode? I would so love it if you left a review on iTunes or whatever it is, if we're talking podcasts, if they haven't heard it yet, this is what the, what is your biggest struggle? Here's one of the latest episodes that falls into that after they answer. And that's where you can now give a live link that is going to remain there. That was the biggest issue with swipe up. We swipe up all day long. That's Mm -hmm. what we do in the Instagram feed. So doing it in stories, people would not stay on that link. They'd get distracted because they were in line at target and it was their turn and they had swiped up, but now it was gone. So having that live link in the DMs gives them the ability to be able to go back to it. Plus it's affecting the algorithm. Ooh, when love it, that. 
when Instagram actually sees people in your DMs, they automatically assume that you have some sort of relationship with them. And they are going to start showing more of your content to that person. So the more that you can get people into your DMs, and I'm not, again, notice I said, use the poll. Don't do the, Hey girl, randomly kind of DM because they're going to be more likely. They pretty much what a poll does is it allows them to raise their hand. It gives you permission to continue the conversation in DM and they're going to be more likely to do it. Instagram knows that if you're the only one in the DM and there's no back and forth conversation, it's just you. Whereas if they see them going back and forth with you, that's what we want and how the algorithm will be affected. Amazing. So when people are commenting or responding to a poll or anything in your stories, are you responding to each and every person you are? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. The more, as this is especially, I mean, the larger following that you have, I mean, I have a client that I'm working with right now that has about 250,000 followers on Instagram and she definitely gets overwhelmed with it and only will use it some of the time. But a lot of the time when you're doing a poll or something like that, it's something that you can copy and paste. Mm -hmm. It's also, if you get to a point where you can have a team and you have someone that can be a VA in there doing these kind of follow-up questions that are then going to continue the conversation, it's going to be beneficial. Yeah. So do you have a system when you said copy and paste, are you putting things into notes and then copying it from there? Like, do you have any thoughts that could help anyone listening? Yes. So that would absolutely work. I'm more of a on the spot wanting to answer based upon the topic. So I will write my first response out to who, whichever end they pushed on the poll. And then I'll go through all of the same people that click that same answer and have copied the first one that I answered. Because yeah. a lot of times I don't want it to be something that you can tell doesn't entirely make sense, that it's just kind of something that's copy and pasted. I want it to seem personal. And a lot of times I'll even change, I'll add in hi, so-and-so, and and then paste. So that it, again, it gives that personal touch. Yes. And personal touch is everything right now. I mean, everything. Um, We're just getting so smart and it actually makes it really fun because it weeds out the people who aren't here to hang long-term. Right. Um, So I want to know, like, you know, in stories, there's what I hear from a lot of clients is people don't respond or um, I'm only getting a couple responses. So do you have any secret to getting bigger engagement? Yes. So with stories, it takes time to train them, how you expect them to interact with you. And I think the way that you look at a story is different than what originally people saw it as. So a story, I think originally people were using it to kind of scrapbook their day. Mm -hmm. They would take a picture of them eating their breakfast, then working out, then at their desk, then their kids getting off the school bus. Nothing was connected within those 24 hours. Instead, if you actually tell a story, it could be the same picture, the same video, telling that story of what has happened and how it connects to your audience and the problem that you're trying to solve, that's going to build the engagement. And then when you get to the poll at the end of that story that you've told, they're that more engaged. Sometimes in stories, you're going to be a little bit more personal and sometimes you're going to be all business and that's fine. You have to remember that with stories, the people that are actually seeing your content in stories are your people. Mm 
They're already following you. You are not going to attract new people through your stories. It's meant for those that are already following you. So they already have some sort of level of a relationship with you. It's just the ability to be able to continue to build it. Yes. Yes. And relationships are just so important. And as we're moving into 2022, do you feel like relationships are more important than they were a year ago even? Yes. And I think that when we say relationships, I think that it's more of the one-on-one still too. Mm-hmm. being ultimately more important because if you can have that conversation with them where they feel like you truly know them, it's always going to make the difference. And it's going to seem a lot less like you're just putting random kind of content out there trying to capture as many people as possible with it. Instead, you're creating directly for them. Yes. Ugh. It's so good. And it's so relevant across the board too, because this is really all marketing. This is all business, right? But Instagram kind of brings together so many things that we do in business. So if you can do Instagram really well, it teaches you so many other things. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And I love analyzing and seeing what's working and what's not and how it's resonating with my audience and how it's not, um, just to kind of, and you have to do that. I think that's a part of marketing is looking at your data. And that's another reason I love Instagram. They do such a great job with the data that they provide you and your insights. You need to be paying attention to it. A lot of people will get frustrated with reels because they're not seeing the reels go viral. Like they've seen other people's reels go viral, but If it's improving your content interactions by 125% with one reel a week, uh, it's worth it. Mm -hmm. You need to be doing it. It's Mm -hmm. only going to help and benefit your audience. Yeah, it's this comparisonitis that we're all stuck in, that we're seeing someone else what they did. Um, So, and speaking on that, speaking of reels, and I feel like there's always like a hot feature. What feature right now are you focusing on and something that you love within Instagram? I have definitely taken an interest more in reels than I had in the past, just trying to see how I can make it work for my audience. Um, trying to make sure that I'm using trending music, but keeping it specific to my niche um, while not looking like everything else that is out there, I think is what the biggest thing that I'm noticing for myself is that when I'm staying on brand, making it specific for my audience the engagement as far as the number of people that are actually commenting is higher, but I'm having less of a views because it's not being pushed out to as many people because it's so specific. But what I am seeing is that because it's so specific, the people it does get pushed out to, they all follow. Mm -hmm. So I may not be getting 5,000 views on in real but I'm getting a decent surge in followers because they are my target people. Yeah. And so I think, you know, for anyone who's listening, who struggles with getting any clarity around that, like, do you have any tips or tricks on how to get, you know, better with your reels and better with your own voice within your reels? I think that it, honestly, I'm a big believer and you have to just jump in, Mm -hmm. stop constantly researching and finding the best way to do it and just attempt to do it and see what works best for your audience and see what resonates with them. Pay attention again to those insights and that data. I think that the biggest 
misstep I see a lot of people take is that they'll try to create reels or they'll try to create content on Instagram and they messed up from the very beginning with not knowing who they're trying to attract. They're trying to attract everyone when in reality you're meant to repel some people. So just stay to what you're an expert in. A lot of the content that I provide on Instagram is in mind of bloggers and influencers. Mm-hmm. Those are my people. I know how to do what they do. I sure could talk to a yoga teacher that has a business that is trying to expand and tell them what to put onto their Instagram. But the ones I really know are the bloggers and influencers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's so important too. And I think, you know, oftentimes we'll be like, why isn't it working? What's it, what am I doing wrong? But it's going back to that foundation piece of who you're talking to. I'm just like so tired of hearing that, but it's just so true. Who are you talking to? What's your messaging? Who are you talking to? What's your messaging? And if you can get really, really clear there, I mean, Instagram is such an incredible platform. Um, And I hear people all the time getting mad you hear this too, they're getting mad at Instagram. (laughs) Oh, they get mad at lots of, I mean, I, the best way that I can explain it is yes, Instagram is wonderful and I absolutely love it, but it is rented property. And that is what we need to understand. I think first and foremost, you don't own it. I don't care if you have an Instagram account on it. Instagram ultimately is owned by Instagram. They can do whatever they want. They can turn around and sell it. They can turn around and make you pay for all your ads. So it doesn't make a difference what, how you feel yep. about it. Yep. Um, I was on an early adapter to Google Plus and thought when Google Plus came out, I'm getting all over this. It's owned by Google. 660,000 followers later. Mm-hmm. It was shut down yeah. and there was nothing I could do about it. And that I had to be fine with that. Yeah. So ultimately your job is to attract people on Instagram, continue to create content for them, solving their problem, but get them on your email list. Oh, preach. That is good. <laughs> that is the ticket. Yep. Yes. yes. Yeah. Honestly, that is, you have to be doing that because they can take them away at any time. We've watched accounts get locked people locked out of their accounts, 180,000 followers. And they're not sure if they're ever going to get back to those people because they were locked out for whatever reason, Instagram got confused. Mm -hmm. So definitely building that, that list and making your link that you have in your profile to your homepage. That is a squeeze page for your email list Mm -hmm. or make it to your opt-in. Stop using Linktree and all of these things that just like are clicks to go out to different things. When people see 85 things, when they open up a link like that, they just shut it down. Mm -hmm. It's too much. Mm -hmm. Have one link going to your homepage that lets them be able to opt into your list. And honestly, in my Instagram engagement guide, I talk about that so much because it's one of my biggest pet peeves because I watch bloggers always try to send people to individual content. This doesn't work. Yeah. And I I think it is different for some businesses because what you're talking about is so specific, but I agree. I mean, I think we have three links that we send to and we, um, you know, sometimes it's book a call sometimes, but we always stick to just a couple on there. Sometimes it's two links. Um, because I don't always want people focusing on the opt-in or I want people to book a call, whatever it is that I'm pushing, that's going to be at the very, very top. 
But yes, I see this all the time where people have 14 different blogs or recipes or whatever it is that they, and they're sending people to so much and then we lose that, right? Fusion, lose. Ultimately, I can get people to book a call, to buy my product, to drive traffic to my site from my list. Yes. So for me, regardless, it's always something that's there that's going to be able to build my list. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, and with that, why don't you tell us about your Instagram engagement guide? Yes. So the Instagram engagement guide is going to walk you through that profile. How are you making sure that you are talking to your person and not making it a dating profile? Because I think that's a huge mistake I see people make is I like long walks on the beach and this (laughs) is my favorite product. That's all well and good to have a dating profile, but you need to just tell people what type of content you're creating and why you're creating that content. Who is it for? So really it goes through helping you identify that and how to create that profile so that it's strong. It'll walk you through creating, finding the best hashtags it could possibly have. So you have a list of them. And of course, there's lots of different discussion right now about seven hashtags, 30 hashtags. Mm -hmm. Test it. That's my best advice. I'm not going to say, oh, only seven. I'm going to say you have to test it because honestly, I see clients that continue to use 30 and they tried the seven for a month and it didn't work for them. 30 was better. And then I have clients that did the exact opposite. So it really depends upon you and your profile and you just need to test your data. Um, But it will walk you through just kind of these... basic foundational skills of making sure that your your profile is set up to show that you're the expert, the right person for the person that you're trying to attract. Perfect. And I'm going to drop that in the show notes. Um, But if someone wants to find where you hang out or find your website, tell us where we should go. Honestly, best place is send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose. Tell me if you want the Instagram engagement guide. Tell me you want the podcast, whatever it might be. Just send me a DM asking questions. Even if you have a question about this episode, if I said something, you're like, no, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Tell me, I want to know, I want to have those conversations with people. Um, so Instagram is definitely the best place. And again, it's at Jenny underscore Melrose. Perfect. I will share that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, Jenny, for all things Instagram. I really appreciate you. Of course. Thank you so much for having me on, Katrina. Anytime. Talk to you soon. Such an insightful episode. I am so grateful that we got to have Jenny on here with us to be able to pick her brain and learn from her. So I hope you pack her tools into your arsenal and take them home with you. If you want to connect with Jenny, drop down to the show notes. Everything, every link that she mentioned is right there. So you don't have to dig around. I want to say thank you for trusting me with your time. Please share this episode with anyone that it might inspire or help. That's why we do what we do. We want you to be able to grow your business gangbusters. So thank you for all the posts on Instagram stories. And I hope that you continue to shift your perspective and grow both professionally and personally. I am honored to be part of your journey with all things business, life, mindset, seeing it through that marketing lens. And I will see you here next Tuesday in the new year. Happy, happy holidays. So I keep these episodes short.
because I know how busy you are, but that shouldn't stop you from growing your badass business. So if you want more growth-centered content, I am here to serve. I want to invite you to hop into the show notes right now and sign up for our weekly emails pronto. Or you can do this on my website, whatever's easier for you, katrinaaronson.com. No catch, just really valuable content that I create all the time that is meant to help you to grow your business brick by brick. That's how I've done it and helped over a hundred inspirational women to do the same. So what are you waiting for? It's totally free and I'll see you in there.